All right. Welcome back to another week of the Trading Triangle. I got myself, Trader Nate, my friends, Kay and Sean. Kay, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Thanksgiving is coming up. Short week. Short week. Action-packed, no doubt. We'll get a lot of, lot in this week in the, just a few days. How about you, Sean? Feeling good? Yeah, feeling really good. Looking forward to the kind of short week ahead, actually, to be honest. So it'd be, be nice to have a little, little break. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, no doubt we'll get some trading in there too, get some good trades in, make some money and then dip out for a long weekend. I'll take that any day, any week of the year, I should say. So uh, real quick before we get into it, quick disclaimer, we are not financial professionals. This is not financial advice. Everything here today and on any of our streams is and recordings is just for educational entertainment value. We do love trading. And so we like to share our thoughts every week on trade ideas and the charts we're reviewing. So appreciate you tuning in. Do subscribe if you haven't already and smash that like button. Helps us get the word out to everybody else. And uh, yeah, as always, we're going to get to a bunch of charts and take a look at how markets have been reacting. Looking forward to getting into it. Should we jump in, guys? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Lots of news this week, by the way. I think that might be something to pay attention to. Um, Here's the heat map, of course. So we like to look at the performance for the prior week and you know, Microsoft in this top left corner, big news there with the uh, Sam Altman. And oh, yeah. And what do you guys thought? Any thoughts there before we get into it? it? It's like a movie, right? You know, you, you know, like on Friday and you hear that he's coming back on Monday, right? I mean, that's still on the table, but yeah, that's pretty much the story that's going on. I was actually kind of sad when I heard that he was fired. I was like, man, what's going to happen with OpenAI now? And then uh, what, I'm, always, I'm so bad with names. What's his name? Followed him right out the door, right? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I'm bad with names. Now it's all reversing. It's all just yeah. It's all reversing. Out. You know, because um, I think the the employees of OpenAI they also gave an ultimatum to the board that by 5 p.m. Saturday, I think if they don't take back the resignation and they don't resign, they don't bring Sam Adam back, they are going to leave the company. And honestly, yeah, OpenAI right. cannot afford it. Oh, it's such a massively competitive space. And uh, yeah, you don't want to give an inch to any of your competitors there. And this would this would disrupt the flow. You know, I, I listened to a couple of different podcasts and hearing about just basically uh, the conversation around how quickly to move with AI versus slowing things down. And I think that was a big part of the conversation. Um, so yeah, it's like you said, though, it's like out of a movie, just back and forth all weekend. Yeah, and, and the, the crazy part was that uh, Satya Nadella and the Microsoft, they didn't know about this. Like, how, how can how can one of your biggest investors is not on the board, number one, and they don't know about this decision-making that you're firing the CEO? It's not like a janitor you're firing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, we'll get more information. The week's going to be interesting. I mean, three days, short week. We'll have tons of news. I wonder how much it'll move markets. I, I wonder what it'll be like on Monday with all the names in the space. I mean, these are big tech names we're talking about here. You know, I'm thinking if he comes back, what if Microsoft actually has a big rally? Yeah, that that would be weird. Like nothing changed and we get a big rally. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sean, any thoughts there? This, this is a, it's a weird news cycle this weekend. No, no, I've seen the headlines, but I've really looked into it. It's a bit too much drama for me, I think. But uh, it's the market, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Stick to the charts, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I like uh, paying attention to charts more often than not, because when, there's news, when this news comes out, whether you're a fundamental trader or investor, or technical and you're using charts like we do, um, the news just takes over and, and things are going to move, right? So, um, but when you're relying on technicals, you can kind of 
Uh, I think for me, filter out some of the nonsense that comes in with the off balance sheet stuff and the footnotes and all that and the fundamental investing. But anyways, I digress. Lots of green here. I think it looks green to me. So decent week overall. Let's take a look at the indexes, indices and the fear and greed index. Actually, we're in the green greed zone. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Is that a good thing? Ah, well, you know, definitely looks good for our accounts, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does. Let's talk about that. So SPY was up uh, 2.31% this week. The Qs were up 2%. That's interesting. SPY kind of outperformed the Qs. I didn't realize that just slightly. Uh, Diamonds, DIA, up 1.87%. And IWM, the monster this week, up 5.43%. So we were talking about IWM at that 170 price level, and it bounced nicely. Um, and I think it got back above 180. I don't remember where it closed exactly, but... Obviously, strong week up 5.43%, only up two and a quarter percent on the year, though, but back in positive territory. Um, Bitcoin actually dropped a little bit this week, but still up 121.7%. That's correct, Sean. You heard me 121% to the positive for the, the year for Bitcoin, yeah. which is crazy. And then VIX dropped. We got a 13 handle on the VIX. So, Ooh. I mean, we've got what the rate decision largely behind us. Everybody's kind of consensus on what's going on there. And I think a lot of earnings scare kind of behind us. So, um, overall, I guess it's risk on. Yeah. I, at least we're not until the end of the year. I think so. I mean, you're not getting recession this year. So, I think we can go all out now. It's the Santa rally, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's only there are two events, I would say. One is your upcoming NVIDIA earning. That is the event. That and then you have the another meeting where Jerome Paul will come, which pretty much assuming he's going to reiterate his stance and no interest rate hike. Uh, and that's pretty much it for this year from a planned event standpoint. Yeah, well, let's talk about earnings. NVIDIA Tuesday after the close you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's really the big one. I mean, I like Zoom on Monday. I'm always curious to see what's going on with Zoom. and I, f- I feel like it's one of those companies that could have a, a nice comeback, but um, I just don't know enough yet. So just kind of watching the chart. And then Deer on Wednesday before the open is another big name, but it looks like we're kind of a light week with the only three days open, not a lot of earnings. Anything I'm missing here, guys? That's all th- those three names, honestly. I mean, if yeah, you so- want to look at other best buy and stuff like that but yeah that's pretty much the three million ones what are you watching sean uh just nvidia on um, this one makes me interested but that's it that's this you know i will say medtronic is another one mdt that's before the open tuesday probably paying a little bit of attention there i feel like healthcare is an interesting sector where it's one of the sectors i'm watching and actually looking for smaller cap companies see how they might perform so maybe we'll get more into that in future shows but let's get to the charts. We've been talking about charts. Let's look at them. Uh, SPY, we always want to take a look at first. Uh, it broke the downtrend, right, in a big way last week. And these are the daily candles we're looking at. This follows the Qs. The Qs broke their downtrend the week prior, right? So now we're testing 452, This, you know, 451.93 to the penny. Um, but really, testing 452 looks a little extended to me. Um, we've got RSI and MACDs really pushing to you know high levels here. could... Could be a nice week for a bit of a pullback, but I don't know. Um, there's a volume shelf there kind of sticking out at 450, kind of providing some support. And uh, I think we're at a pivotal point yet again, right? You can see where we were at this point not too long ago. What do you think, Sean? Are you expecting more upside or do you think we're a little bit of a tough spot? Any opinions? 
Well, I think with the week coming ahead, I think a lot of people might switch off a little bit. But obviously, the, the holiday season kind of you know starting. Um, I'm expecting it to kind of do nothing. If I'm being honest with you, a little bit more sideways action. Hopefully, just to bring up those moving averages on the smaller time frames. I think that's kind of what I'm looking for. Obviously, touched on the volume shelf there. I think that could play in quite nicely. But obviously, the volume would obviously increase if it stays around these levels. So, just makes that volume shelf a little bit more important going forward. But yeah, kind of a, a flat week is what I'm, I'm looking at for me. Yeah, I can see that. How about you, Kay? Any thoughts or opinions on SPY? Well, not specifically on SPY, but if you actually remember the put-to-call ratio for the market is 0.82. So it's much, much more bullish in general as compared to um, you know previous weeks. And even, even for the coming week, we are looking at 1.31 on a SPY, which generally is in the range of 1.8 to 2 plus on the hedging part. And I think mostly what happened was that there were a lot more shorts um, in, in the previous weeks. And we had a short, short covering, right? Um, so I, I, I rally. This, is, this has been quite the move off the lows there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, big gap up to break that trend line. Well above the 50-day moving average, which we launched off of the week prior. So um, very positive heading into the last few months of the last couple of months, I should say, of the year. Um, the Qs jumping right over to them. I mentioned they broke the trend Two weeks, you know, not last week, but the week prior, and now are trying to push above 388, really, and that would be getting back above the prior high. I mean, 387.98 to the penny is what I've got, but um, I think that Sean, this is where I think we can see some sideways trading. We got big moves, and now maybe some consolidation, some profit taking. Um, yeah, you think the queues might be breaking out as early as this week, or am I getting a little too optimistic with that kind of thing? I mean, they could do with NVIDIA, couldn't they? I if guess they, that's the catalyst, yeah, right. That's the catalyst. But I think the best case scenario, for, again, with, for, for me, would be kind of sideways um, action, that the moving averages kind of catch up, cool off a little bit. Even if we take a little dip to that kind of 380 level, that's not the, not the end of the world. It's a nice technical point. Um, but, yeah, staying above the kind of key levels and obviously bringing up moving averages would be the best thing, I think, for the market. I don't know if you agree. Um, but, obviously, NVIDIA earnings coming up on Tuesday will – Decide, I think it will move the queues. That's for sure. It did last time and the time before and the time before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Kay? Uh, the the funny part is that when you'll go to the Nvidia chart later, you will see the two gap ups that we see on a QQQ is similar to the the two gap ups in Nvidia. So that's all I'll say. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, um, we've got a Tuesday after the close. We said. Semiconductors, I know, are all pushed up. SMH is at its highs and, and trying to break out. AMD is at a critical level. So I think NVIDIA is going to pull a lot of names with it. And, you know, there you go. The Q's already poised, ready for ready for another move higher maybe. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a lot. Like, as I talk about it all out loud, it does seem like a lot. Um, but it also would be a great week to get a bunch of really solid trades in and have a lot of good stuff to talk about around the uh, dinner table on Thursday. So <laughs> who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, let's get into some names here. Sean, I'm going to hand it over to you. I know you got Tesla up first. Beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah it's not bad. A pretty good week, isn't it? Um, I think it was something like 10 or 11%. Yeah, 11%. On the week. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it, it could have been a lot more, as you can see on the weekly chart in the bottom left corner there. Um, you can see it's bounced off the two, uh, 20 moving average, which is the yellow line, um, which is interesting to see. That's why I added it onto this chart here. It's just a little bit of resistance there for Tesla. 
Um, and kind of coinciding with that level that you can see with the blue box kind of going through on the bigger chart here at that kind of 243-ish level. Um, I believe that could be quite a big resistance point. You can kind of see it throughout the chart. Um, so if Tesla can get through that, I don't see why it can't make a nice little run to 300 again because that's what kind of tes that's what does uh, sorry that's what Tesla does isn't it really it makes a big move towards a big number so um, we'll, we'll see how that goes on. Um, contrary to that, obviously you've got a nice uh, little bit of support down below of the 200 moving average. We bounced above that, kind of came down, retested it so to, so to speak, um, and obviously you've got a 20 moving average there as well. Um, so if we break those negatively, a bit of bad news comes out. You know, must tweet something. Um, we can obviously see a bit of negative price action there. But overall, I think Tesla's kind of on a good kind of path towards Christmas, like many other stocks, obviously. We spoke about the QQQ a second ago. But yeah, that's my kind of thoughts on this one. I think it's looking good, I think, shaping up nicely. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I was going to let Kay jump in, but I'm going to yeah, jump yeah. in. Because, uh, I'm going to beat you to it, Kay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> higher highs and higher lows. My favorite. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. I had to beat you to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that 226.70 level, that's exactly what you wanted to see hold. And it bounced really nice right there. So mm -hmm. um, I'm with you, Sean. I think that this is a nice setup. We're looking good heading into the year. And targeting really that up uptrend line, that's what I've got in my head is, can we get right back to that trend line and see what happens there, which is a nice move higher. I mean, that'd be, get, be getting back up to uh, 250 plus, right? So mm. yeah. you think of the same thing, Kay? Yeah, 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 pretty much. And then I think the the overall, if you, you uh, Sean mentioned about Musk tweeting, Musk did tweet something uh, about the Palestine and, you know, Israel. Uh, so it didn't have that much of an impact. I think also it's getting more detached. Like Musk has just been in so many controversies that I think uh, it's not really impacting Tesla at how it used to be. Interesting. A year ago. It's um, like, yeah. It's like we're uh, desensitized to whatever he has to say anymore because yeah, I mean, you, people are used to, you know, I mean, he says some wild things and, but that's, that's the reason he's Elon Musk, right? He's not your average person. And, you know, if you expect him to do great things, you will you will have to accept some of those um, interesting characteristics he has. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering uh, if I could... Go ahead, sorry, carry on. I was going to say, there's been a lot of talk about him um, kind of, obviously, it probably wouldn't happen, but stepping down as CEO of people asking for him to kind of leave. Oh, yeah, that the guy... Guy, what is that? Uh, Kawasaki Gerber or yeah. somebody like that? He He has been very vocal. He wanted to be on the board of Tesla which he was pushing, I guess, last year when Musk was buying Twitter. So he was trying to push getting into becoming a board so that he can drive or influence the decision making. He didn't get it. So he has less like, you know, the grapes are sour kind of situation. So the funny thing somebody asked is like, if are you going to sell Tesla stocks? He said, no, I'm not going to sell Tesla stocks. But he's saying, oh, it's, it's impacting Tesla. He's a, he's, a, he's a great investor. He's a great, you know, a very nice company and stuff like that. But I, I think... Um, he has some personal motivation as well, you know, being a board member. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think Elon should stay. His presence alone should drive the company enough, and he's doing it for years now, isn't he? So, if you think so about it, it's, it's the same impact as Sam Altman leaving OpenAI, right? Yeah. It's like a face. Yeah, it's it's good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, no, I think that. <laughs> I, I, I'm like struggling with getting the right words and that's what Elon does. He's really good at it. So anyways, I'm going to keep it rolling back to you, Sean. Anything left uh, on the Tesla chart? I know you got the weekly here. Did, did you comment on the weekly? I might've missed it. 
Yeah, yeah, so that's the first thing I commented on. Obviously, positive price action bounced off the 50 and the 200, but obviously a bit of resistance at the 20 minute average. The last thing I'll add is the RSI is still nowhere near kind of over overweight or anything like that. So we've still got room to move there um, and above the kind of moving average of the of the RSI, which is, again, good good to see for this stock. But that's it really for Tesla for me. Yeah. For the record, I am long Tesla. I am too. Nice. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Should be, I think. <laughs> so this one is a little bit um, new on my radar, I think, uh, micro strategy, and you can kind of already see what I'm looking for here. You, you guys know what I look for. Um, but you can see it's a bit more of a Bitcoin play. They hold lots on their balance sheet, and they keep adding. There's a little bit of text in the top left-hand corner there if you want to pause and have a look whoever's watching. Um, but, yeah, this is a bit of a Bitcoin play, and I'm, I'm looking at the Bitcoin chart. I talk about this in my video I did yesterday on, on my channel. Um, but this one was kind of separate to that. This is so Bitcoin is shaping up to look kind of go up more. I think you know with the way the kind of pattern goes and the trend. Obviously, if the trend is your friend, etc. Uh, but this one, you can see the, the resistance here, kind of four seventy four, um, back on the left side of the chart. And I'm waiting for it to kind of come down again. You can see it dip down four days ago with a very volatile day actually. But I wait for it to come back down again to kind of add or not add to start the position um, and. At that point, the 20 million average will come up at that same sort of time, which will give us confluence, you know, one of our favorite words on here. Um, so that's what I'm looking at for here in terms of a trade, probably more of a swing trade than the day trade, if I'm completely honest with you. And then just a simple move up to 535 again. Um, and obviously, if Bitcoin moves up, um, that will accelerate that even more. But yeah, that's kind of all I want to really kind of point on, on onto this chart. Obviously, the RSI is looking a little bit. Um, it's kind of coming down nicely, so it's kind of getting ready for a possible another move, possibly. Um, but yeah, you can see where the moving averages are. I've written them on the side as well. I'm going to stop talking now and hand it over to you guys and see what you say on this chart. But really, I'm looking for that kind of retest and then break up to 535. What do you think, Kay? It's a very tricky one, at least. Uh, one thing is for sure that the gap up is filled up, so that's that's a good sign. Um, and it seems like as long as they can maintain the 486 as a support level and doesn't break through that, because if it breaks through, then you can actually go below the 470 for that is your resistance level. And they, and you really don't see any sub any support level throughout unless you draw somewhere between the 420, 430, something like that. Right. Couple, couple bars on the left hand side over here. But yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, if, if, they, if they lose 486, then they can have a pretty big drop. But that also depends on how the general market is performing and Bitcoin in general. I think Bitcoin is doing pretty well. So that will just keep pushing M this MSTR. Yeah. So uh, that 474 level, Sean, does that go back a ways to, to other price points or is that really just tied into from the July high there? Uh, that's just tied in with the July high. It might go back further, but I think this is kind of all-time high territory as what we're seeing on the, on the chart here. So right. I don't okay. think it will go back that further yeah. than that. That's, okay, so that makes sense to me. And what I was thinking is by looking at this, you've got that uh, moving average coming up at right around four, right at 456 currently. But if we did get a bit of a pullback, that, would, that might flatten out around 460, which is where the volume kind of uh, – slowed down previously in July about that 460 level and then before getting up and reversing it fully at 474. And so looking at that, I would probably give this some room down to about 460, see how it acts at that level with the moving average right there if we do get a pullback. But if it holds up, um, then yeah, this is a pretty nice setup 
classic, you know, retest of prior resistance and now becoming support. Um, so that that's how I'm looking at it. It's almost like a prolonged breakout, right? It just took a lot mm-hmm. longer to get there. Um, and, and I imagine that's exactly where your eyes are going is, is this is a breakout trade waiting to happen. Yeah, so you, both of you, you said that the, the, the line should be a bit lower, perhaps. Um, so I've stuck with the 474, but you both mentioned around that kind of 460, 65 level, which is interesting because I'll, I'll take that into account, that's for sure. And obviously place my stop loss accordingly if that's... That's about a 1% difference, right? Given the... Uh, yeah, it's not too bad at this price. Yeah. It's not too bad at all. But if yeah, you, nice. Yeah, the way I look at that is if you have a little bit uh, more risk tolerance, you might loosen it up and drop it down a little bit lower. But I think yeah. you've got the right range there. But anyways, yeah, I like that you're looking at this because I didn't pull up Marathon Digital this week. And that's just stair-stepping higher, right? It doesn't look ready to break out necessarily. So mm-hmm. this looks like a much better chart. Yeah, and with that, obviously, you can contact me on X if you've got any questions or just fancy following someone else. That's that's me <laughs> um, on YouTube. I've released, like I mentioned just a minute ago, on the macro strategy uh, chart. I've done a crypto-related video yesterday. as uh, Bitcoin, Mara, Hive, and Coinbase, all kind of tied into the same video, my kind of few trade ideas related to that. And on my Substack this weekend, I talked about solar stocks. Um, obviously, they've kind of been beaten down a lot this year. And interest rates are getting a little bit of a sniff of, uh, you know, slowing down and perhaps making a cut end of next year. You know, that's the kind of chatter. So solar stocks is what I'm looking at, and that's what I talk about in the newsletter. And with that, I'll hand you over to Nate. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, you wrote about energy the week before. Now uh, now you got solar energy. Uh, I like it. Good stuff. Check out what Sean's putting out there. I see more content coming from Sean recently as well. So definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, man. Out. It's good stuff. So as we're heading into the end of the year, uh, I hear a lot of talk about SoFi now that we got past um, all the student loan stuff, right? So I wanted to show you a different name that I like a little bit better, and then we'll look at SoFi um, because I know there's a lot of folks out there, big SoFi fans, but I just don't see it in the chart. And instead, I'm looking at BX, which had a nice, nice run in the past couple of years, cooled off, sold off, but is now right back up at, you know, above 100. Now the key level is 107.60. And for me, it's it's really pretty simple. We're above the 50-day moving average. There's been a lot of fluctuation here, but I think if we get to 107.60 and break above, we're going to be pushing back to the highs that we saw uh, just a little bit earlier in the quarter, actually, towards the end of September, around Halloween. So, um, that's the key level I'm looking at. If we can get above that 107, 60, we'll call it 108, push back above that trend line that had been established from earlier in the year, I think we continue to try to retest those prior highs. Um, conversely, if we don't get above that recent high and it rejects at this level, I would look for it to possibly come back and retest that 50-day moving average, possibly dip a little bit below it. It's not necessarily you know, respecting the 50-day 100%. It's giving it a little bit of, I mean, obviously it's just completely crashing through it both directions. Um, so I don't think it'll hold necessarily, but I do think coming back down to the psych level of 100 would be well in the cards. So it's kind of what I'm watching. Um, really would like to see it break above, get a retest of that 107.60 level and push higher. Looks like we've got room to run. What do you think, Sean? Am I uh, too optimistic on this one? No, not at all. I think you're you spot on. I think the 50-minute average is the biggest player for me on this chart. 
and the fact it's got above it and kind of stayed above it is really good. Obviously, they've got the volume shelf there as well. Yeah, a bit of the volume. At the moment. Um, but yeah, I think the nearest point would be that 107.60 line. Um, definitely. What I, what I can kind of see is a little gap at the top there on, on the big volume shelf right at the top of the, the, the higher arrow. Right. If I'm describing that enough. But if you look across to the highest point of the chart, the red candle, there's a little bit of a gap there. Um, so there is a gap to be filled, and there's also two gaps to be filled down below as well. So if we get some negative price action, you've got a gap around 97, I think, and 95. So there's a couple of gaps there to be filled if, if obviously price were to go the other way. But yeah, it's not one I'm going to be adding to my shortlist just yet. I mean, I've added it on, on here, but I'm not going to be looking to trade it, if that makes sense. But one to watch, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, it does make, make some big moves here. So respect your stop losses if you are looking to trade BX. Um, I think the options trading is it's pretty active as well, Kay. Are you checking that out or any thoughts I, on that? I am. I am. You know, as we're talking yeah, about, and right. they have pretty decent open interest, right? They are in a few thousand, right? For, second, it's a dividend-paying company, right? And uh, if you buy at the money, um, so let's say 104 is at the money right now, right? Somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you get about eight. You can get between eighty-five dollars to ninety dollars on premium. So that would be, if I get my math right for a change, that would be what eighty-five. We'll give him a minute. Public math. Yeah, it's about 0.8 percent. That's not bad for a that, week. Yeah, I'll take that in a week and keep adding that up week over week. That compounds nicely. So exactly. Not, you're talking about the uh, selling cash secured puts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you have, you know, add the money. If you sell the covered call, your 126 or your percentage is much higher on that one as opposed to the put side. But still, about 0.8 to a percent. Like that's pretty good. Uh, your put to call ratio is 1.15, so it's pretty even. It's not like crazy skewed on one side. Uh, I looked up a little bit over here. It's a dividend paying company as well, so it pays you dividend. Short interest is only 5%, so nothing nothing crazy. But you get a dividend yield of 3%. Pretty solid. And if I'm not mistaken, we most recently had Xi Jinping visit San Francisco, right? right. I think the CEO of Blackstone was also there. Is that right? Uh, for the dinner, gala dinner, if I'm not wrong. So I think the financial sector has has a chance to move higher. And I was really negative on the sector overall and, you know, about two months ago. And since then, it's rebound nicely. So now it's got my attention. And this is a name that moves pretty quickly with some, you know, sharp. You can see pretty big moves in a single day. So from a trader's perspective, I think there's some opportunity here with BX. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to highlight that level. Keep it rolling, though. Oh, yeah, real quick. Note at the bottom, RSI and MACD. Both marching higher and both plenty of room to run. So, yeah, momentum. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens there with BX. Taking a look at SoFi. Listen, I love SoFi. I try try to trade it to the upside. It's not cooperating, right? It's just not. And you got to pay attention to the chart. And here it is, right? It's plain and simple. Going back to when we had all the seasonal selling begin in August after it made its big high. And and that's a, that was an earnings. Um, spike there you can see at the top it's just continued to sell off and making lower highs and lower lows and you know I think we're heading back to six dollars this 650 to 680 kind of level I mean 
I mean, you can go lower also. You look at your volume profile, right? It it gets actually much better below six dollars. It really does, right? Like that's where all the support comes in is at that five eighty, five ninety. So yeah, I think that we're just kind of gravitating back to exactly that level, okay? And we've got RSI trending lower, MACD just petering out. Um, nothing great to say here, honestly. So what I would say is, if you're a long-term investor in SoFi and you like adding at these lower uh, levels of this this tra- this channel, then okay, I understand that. But from a trading standpoint, like I understand why you would want to go too long, too heavy here. We're below the 50-day moving average, and things are trending down. So um, I think we're gonna get that six-dollar level in sights, and we might bounce there and move move back up off of it, but. Uh, we got to see a bit of a, of a foundation form here and some positive movement before I could get excited to go long SoFi at this point, at least for a near-term, intermediate-term trade. Um, what do you think, Sean? Yeah, I think your thoughts on the long-term perspective is exactly what I was going to say. So if you're looking for this stock for a long time, I know, Kay, you, you like this stock long-term. Um, and I do too. I think the way that they're growing, the customers they've added, and obviously everything that's happened with the company – um, in the past year, really, and they're looking to be profitable this quarter, I think, quarter four of 2023. Yeah. Is that right? Um, that, that could be the catalyst that propels this out of this trend line uh, or, you know, parallel thing, we call it. I forget the names of these things, but you know what I mean. Um, these lines on the screen. It's the channel. It's a channel. Yeah. Channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I do see a potential move down to the $6 level, but if we do do that, then we're breaking that channel. Um, and if we break the channel, that could be even worse short term until mm-hmm. obviously the, the potentially really good earnings report. Um, but yeah, that, that's just, that's what I've got to really add to really. Uh, if I'm long term, I'd be adding kind of gradually DCA and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think I'm on the same page as you guys. I think uh, if as a long term portfolio, add more towards the bottom of the channel, not at the top of the channel. Um, you draw your own channels on your chart and do that. I think there is. I mean, I, I don't see any excitement in the trading because I'm putting my trading trading hat, not my investing hat. Right. If I'm putting my investing hat. Yes, I'm going to keep adding on it. Trading hat. That's why I'm I'm not touching so far. I mean, there are other better opportunities out there, right? You don't marry to a stock when you're trading. That's what I'd say. That's right. No, I'm wondering how many hats you have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, though. You got to trust the chart and you know ignore your bias. As much as I want SoFi to blast back up to ten dollars, you know, got to wait for that trend line to break before I can get excited about it. And and maybe that happens. Maybe we get that catalyst here soon. Um, but yeah, uh, I wanted to point out the two because they're kind of going in different directions, BX and, and SoFi. And so, like you said, Kay, there's opportunities everywhere. So go find the ones that are working for you and uh, be patient on those that aren't quite quite there yet. Yep. So uh, let's see here. I think that's it for me. We're going to get to Kay's charts. But just like Sean, I'm writing on Substack. I got a trader's education. Be sure to subscribe there. And I also write for Wolf Financial. Dropped another post this morning about trading spread contracts. Um, really a, a topic I enjoy talking about a lot. So appreciate writing for Wolf. And uh, you can follow me on X at Trader Nate here as well. Also, don't forget to subscribe and smash the like button here for the Trading Triangle. Give Sean and Kay a follow. They're telling you they're putting out great content here. More and more from Sean. I'm seeing Kay, we got to keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been lagging, but you know. <laughs> I'll hand it over to you, sir. And, awesome. Uh, and, Thanks, and man. We'll, we'll, we'll partner later. We'll talk about how we can keep up with Sean. Yeah, yeah. We have to. We have to. So 
this is Nvidia. And the reason I put Nvidia here is because they're going to report earnings. So it's going to be a very monumental uh, event, not just for the stock, not just for the semiconductor industry, but general for the market. Now, there, I, I don't see a trading opportunity here because there are more, the, the, the downside risk is higher um, than the benefit because you're reaching almost all time high. It's 492, your all time high is 502. Can it go to 700? Yes, of course. But that's a gamble, right? That's a gamble. Your RSI is oversold at 70, almost nearing 70. So um, if you notice, right, we also have. Well, they filled the gap at the top, but you saw these two recent gap ups that they had. So this, and also looking at the volume profile, we see a lot bigger volume at the 450, maybe four, between 450, 460, you see a big volume bars. And I think uh, I'm looking at this more from a long-term standpoint. That's why I wanted to bring this up because we could see uh, another all-time high after breaking great earnings. But the question is, Whenever you hit an all-time high, there will be some kind of a pullback, and maybe that could be a reason. And and another reason is that because the stock ran up so much, it was a hundred dollar stock at the start of the year. Now we're talking about five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars, right? And sometimes it it boggles your mind. Where do you you know if you don't have a position, where do you come in, or where do you start building out? And I think the four hundred and sixty, four hundred and fifty, four forty, that is a good level to start accumulating, start adding to it because you see a lot more volume coming in. And with the stock price now stabilizing in the four hundred to five hundred range, I think that could be the new uh, baseline for this stock moving forward. I don't see any trading opportunity here personally for my uh, risk tolerance, but I, I would love to get your take, guys. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I think uh, you nailed ahead there. I think with the trading opportunities, there's not really a lot you can really do here. Um, I, I, when I see the market go up, I think uh, the whole you know the whole sector, everything like that, is kind of moving with it. But when a single stock moves like this, I can tend to stay away from it. Like Apple was a good example of that a few months ago, um, before Q2 earnings, um, and you brought the stock up quite a few times. I kept saying I'm staying away from it, yeah, even yeah. though it was on a lovely trend up. But I just keep I keep saying to myself I'm staying exactly. away from it. Um, but I think for me on this one would be a, a break of 500, a very short term trade for me as a break of 500, come down, retest it. But I think with the earnings, um, I don't know what the average implied move is. You may have said it, I'm not too sure, but let me see. Um, well, you're, I think it's about 13%, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, it's but ridiculous here. Yeah. On, on the Q2, I mean, at, at this level as well, it's insane. If 13% of $500 stock would be, be, would be crazy. It's about um, 7%. So six so, and a half, seven percent, yeah. But still, that's a pretty big number for five hundred dollars stock. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to sit on my hands and wait for Tuesday. To be honest, I'm not going to continue talking. I could say anything, but uh, it's not really <laughs> much I can say. But no, I, I, I like it. I like the how it's performing for the QQQ. Generally. <laughs> Who knows what we'll get from Sean when we talk about Nvidia long enough? We can get some crazy talk. Um, Sean, yeah, yeah I hear the stuff I think about Nvidia. Like this thing tells a story to me. If you want to. You want to hear talking about NVIDIA. We had this huge run up, right? All the way up to 502. That's the initial part of the story. Great news, blowing everybody's mind. Then we have profit taking, right? And it sold all the way back off down to below 410, right? Did yeah, 392. 392 actually. Did it go? Oh, yeah. All, well, well, before we even got to that level, we sold down to about the 410 level, right? Yeah. And then we had buyers stepping in like, hey, 
this is great. I missed that run up, right? And then you had more profit taking. So that's two levels of profit taking. And then, Sean, I sat there with you and didn't get in on this last run and just watched it and admired it from the sidelines, really. Um, and so, um, but that that right there looks like, okay, cool. We had all the profit taking. People got their money out and, and enjoyed the big run up. And so are we ready to push things higher? I mean, I think it's possible because we had these two rounds of selling uh, to really clear out those sellers a little bit. Um, really three rounds if you look back to, you know, a couple more months here on the chart. So I think there's possibility that we've done the consolidation period in a wide range and now we can continue higher. So I'll, I'll remain an optimist. We'll see what happens Tuesday. Yeah, I'll, be yeah. both in, uh, I'll be both in SMH though, Nate. Yeah, that's right. I always forget this is about that. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, all other stocks, Intel, AMD, everybody was going to get impacted. Qualcomm, Broadcom, yeah. The whole yeah I can't believe you said it was a $100 stock at the beginning of the year. I must be telling lies. It's almost I, because it's Bitcoin. I, I took some profit <laughs> out. When I, remember, like, I think like two, two, three months ago, the, the two earnings report back when they ran up, I took profits. Yeah. Um, I, I don't regret it. I mean, I had, I mean, that's how, that's how it happens, right? You took profit and that's it. Can't go yep. broke taking profits. Can't friends. go broke. Exactly. All right. Should we move on? Yes. What do we got? Oh, oil. Yes, oil. And, um, and it, I, the reason I'm bringing oil back again is to touch upon the point that you touched upon a little bit earlier on SoFi, right? So right now we are not trading SoFi because there's really not opportunity in SoFi. And, 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 and we are not touching NVIDIA because there's not trading opportunity anymore. You're like at all time high, where are you going to go from there? It's a gamble, right? It could go to 700 and you may make a lot of money, but it could also crash, right? But come back here and we're looking at trading we saw um, in the middle of October when um, ExxonMobil was running up and it hit 119.61. Yeah. Stock is back to 104.96. For a $100 level stock for a dividend paying company, that's a pretty darn impressive move down and a move back up, which just goes to show that there you go. That's a trading opportunity right there. And Below all its moving averages, now it's coming very close to um, the 20-day moving average, which became like a resistance for um, the last trading day. Looking at your weekly, still in the nice at the bottom of the trend channel. And I and I believe that this gives us a weekly trading opportunity, right? You could swing trade, you can day trade, with whatever you like. You can do options trading on this one. But this is a good trading opportunity right now. You have a nice support level people step in at the you know buy zone around the 104 102 dollar level there's a lot of buying that happens and the stock pushes back up then you know gets dragged down but you know this is a good stock to be in for trading at least until the trend changes we go back to the all time highs so this is this is it and there's a lot of rsi left in for the room to run right so yeah, this is yeah. This is our channel trade, right? This is you know where Sean likes to trade the breakouts um, more so than we tend to trade them. I know, Kay, you and I like to trade the channels and reversals at the top and bounces at the bottom. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is exactly what you're talking about with ExxonMobil. That weekly chart on the left, it shows a real nice lower wick right off that channel line, right? Um, so I, I like it, ready to po poise to move higher. I'm actually looking for energy to move higher. I'll talk a little bit about that at the close here as well, but... Um, this is good perspective. I think ExxonMobil obviously leads the the energy sector, XLE, right? Um, it, I think it's the largest holding, if not 
It's yeah, yeah, like, I think so too. Yeah. So I would just try. Yeah. So yeah, looking good here. Room to run. Room to run. Exactly. Sean, any thoughts? Yeah, so I like I like this for two different kind of trade ideas. So you can see where the high is at one nineteen sixty one. If you drew a line from there, kind of basically where we are now, um, it's kind of almost a trend line. It's a very sharp um, drop trend line. But to get through that, I think it'll be the first set. Um, and obviously the moving averages are there in the way, which I don't really like. Um, but the other one is actually yeah. negative. So if um, obviously contrary to what you just said, Nate. I'd be interested to see what you thought of this, what I'm about to say. But if we broke this channel downwards, back down to this kind of 9950 level, which is the line I like um, compared to on the, on the weekly chart on the left there, um, bounce off of that, come up, retest the, the trend line or channel line, and then make a push down. Um, that's where I'd be looking to trade, kind of 99, back up to kind of 101-ish, 102 probably, and then enter there, come down, then you've got that trend line above you. You've got all the moving averages above you. And obviously, you're still on that kind of negative trend generally. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. And Nate, I don't know if you want to put your kind of positive side, a positive spin on it. Um, but yeah. This <laughs> is really negative. good. <laughs> no, this is really good, Sean. Um, because when I, when I was doing my sector analysis of energy, XLE is right there. And we got a little bit of a bounce last week in a bunch of names. And, but we're, we're at key support levels. So to mm -hmm. your point, if this doesn't hold, um, I think that that's, you know, it's going to be a negative sign. XOM is going to lead the way. And so if we do get a break below, I like your thinking of looking for a retest of the trend line. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think that there's, this is at one of those spots where your setup could go either way. And we're, we're looking for that trade higher K in the channel. If it broke that channel, that's our stop loss, right? It's like, oh, it's not respecting it anymore. And then we start paying attention to exactly what Sean's talking about. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree, Sean. Unfortunately, I think you actually have more data on this chart pointing in your direction than uh, than uh, lower. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. uh, the, uh, one other thing I will add is uh, for folks that do options trading, ExxonMobil is one of the most liquid stocks in terms of options. So what ends know. up happening is the the psychological level of hundred dollars or hundred and one dollars that tends to play a big role because generally a lot more puts are open at that level, a lot more calls are open at that level. So that's one of the reasons why you know you you tend to see you know ExxonMobil trending in a channel, and once it starts getting higher, you tend to see you know uh, stock pulling back. But yeah, no, I listen. I think. This is why we all look at a chart from different perspective. You know, Sean just said, oh, it makes sense completely. Like when you draw the trend channel, like, oof, that's going to be a rough one to break. Yeah, exactly. Great chart. As always, K brings some good stuff every week. Where else yeah, can we so, yeah, so I'm also on uh, Twitter, X, uh, whatever you want to call it. I do post on a daily pretty much basis. I do have a channel where we post uh, weekly trading, stock analysis videos. So definitely check it out. You probably will like it. Then feel free to subscribe. And I also do write on Substack with the uh, at handle name and at invest for tomorrow. So. All good stuff. Love to see it. And I will tell you, I am going to be live streaming a lot more on X and uh, utilizing that feature. I like this. And we've got, we're on YouTube, we're on X. It's working out. I think it's great to get out to the audience. Um, and for this week, you know, like we said, we've got a short week coming up, but 
Um, I'm feeling good about it. And there's a, a few things I'm really looking at, right? Um, and it's all in my, actually, I'm going to be writing about this in my Savvy Trader portfolio. So shout out to Savvy Trader. Anybody who's not familiar, go check out that site. Um, and I've got just a couple of holdings in my portfolio right now. DraftKings is one of them. So we've consolidated a little bit after the breakout. Now I'm looking to push higher, see if we can get it moved from 35 to 40. So holding on to that up like 42%. So just a great trade in DraftKings. And then energy. So right back to what we were just talking about, I've got two big holdings. Um, one is ET Energy Transfer and the other one's Viper, VNOM, both with huge moves last week off the bottom. But this is after it's sold off. So I'm basically flattening these names a little bit up. And uh, like we're talking about, really paying attention to energy. So I'll be writing about those guys in the Savvy Trader portfolio. Again, shout out to those guys. Sean, did you open up a Savvy Trader portfolio by chance? I did, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, on there. that's right. I'm following that. I've, I'm following too many. Things. It's <laughs> not doing as well as yours, but <laughs> well, I'm telling you, um, it's a great place to go to see like total transparent trading and everything. So that's why I bring it up. And yeah, those are the things I'm looking at this week. What about you, Sean? What are you looking at? Um, for me, it's going to be a bit of a quiet week. I think we've got Black Friday coming up, um, so I'm going to be looking at more of a personal growth point of view. So not towards the kind of trading. So nice. obviously, people kind of buy microwaves and TVs and refrigerators <laughs> and stuff like that. But I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be investing in a charting platform and kind of looking at kind of things to upgrade my kind of personal growth, that type of thing. So it's a bit more of a cheesy look at Black Friday, but for me, it makes sense. Um, like from it. a trading point of view, I'll keep an eye on a few names. Um, I'm going to be looking at trying to take a little bit of profit off some swing trades. Um, so the market's moved up quite quite a lot recently, so it's, it makes sense um, just to kind of manage your trades, especially from um, a slightly longer-term perspective. But, yeah, that's it from me for this week. Good stuff. What about you, Kay? Uh, I'm pretty much going to take a break this week out. Uh, be, I haven't taken a break uh, in a while. Right. So I'm, trading. I'm, trading, I'm doing all the trading for all you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm taking a break. Uh, being uh, at for five months now on my channel, so I took. I'm taking a break this week out. Uh, no trade. No, no, nothing. I'm not going to actively look for trading, but if I see something, I might, you know, do something. But nothing actively. I'm doing this week. Rest. I feel good then because I feel like doing a lot of trading. I'm looking at applied materials as well. I mean, I could keep, I have a list of names I'm really watching, right? They well, pulled back on the investment. You did, you did take a break, right? You were off, like you were traveling for a couple of weeks, you know, I back did. to back. So yeah, so you miss a lot of trade. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I was traveling then I was out sick most of last week, didn't really do a lot. So yeah, looking forward to, I'll let you guys know how things are going. I'll be pinging you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let us know. Take on some things. And um, yeah, everybody have a great week. If you're trading or taking it off, um, you know, be safe out there. Enjoy time with your family. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. We'll be talking about more charts and trading throughout the week. Even if we're not doing a ton of trading, I guarantee you'll see more, more from us. So stay tuned. And thanks again for tuning in this week. We'll talk Happy to you holidays. Soon. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.